Hey, I'm Brenda. She, her. Uh, hey, I'm Austin. He, him. And this is Secret, Secret History, History of, of Nerd, Nerd Mysteries. Hello everyone, welcome to Secret History of Nerd Mysteries. Oh? <laughs> I bit my tongue. Oh no! <laughs> okay. I think that's good luck in podcasting. Oh, that's good. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. My name is host Brenda. I'm host Austin. Um, Welcome to this, well it's a Thursday for us and it will be a Monday for you. Um, I think it'll be August. Yeah, I hear that. So I always think I'm like, do we give the do we give our date and make people feel a sense of like dread <laughs> as they're in pandemic and they're like, wait, I thought it was August, July 30. What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like there's I don't know how other podcasters do it. There's like podcasters I know who do it like weeks and weeks in advance. Right. Um, and it's like so then they'll be talking about stuff that's like kind of really outdated and it's like I get it, busy lives mm. and that such. But it's just like I don't know. I was, I'm like, do we give our date? And they're like, as of this recording, it is. So if something happens over the weekend, people are like, how come you didn't talk about that in the pod? And you know what? That's why we have a Twitter that we're pretty active with. So never mind. We're fine. Yeah. Austin's doing an, an awesome job of running the Twitter. Check out the Twitter. I love that content. <laughs> At Nerd Mysteries on Twitter.com. That's T-W-I-T-T-E-R. H-T-T-P. colon slash slash www.twittercom com. Remember when in the 90s when like websites would do that in a commercial like you would remember it? They're like, go, okay, kids, check out Nickelodeon.com. That's H-T-T-P. And you're like, I'm eight. And then there were AOL keywords, so they'd be like, this is the address. And then like, AOL keyword, Jimmy Neutron. And you just have to go. They That was back when everyone just had AOL, so they would yeah. just assume like, oh, you just you have AOL. So you could search for like websites by just typing in Pokemon. And they would just take you to Pokemon.com. There was a time before Google Everybody where you had to just like, you had to know the website. <laughs> yeah, what a... I just can't... I couldn't function. I can't imagine. No. What a, what a, <laughs> now I just tell oh, people yeah. like... Uh, what's the website? I don't know, but if you Google it, it should be the first one. And if it's not, like, keep sc- you'll find it. Yeah, it's like, figure it out. Man, the internet. What a wild time. You've come a long way. <laughs> we have. Like, I was just thinking about dial-up this morning, and I was just like, oh, boy. And now we talk <laughs> to each other with, like, our, we test digital lag before we start recording because we're not in the same place. And mm-hmm. it's incredible that, like, we are... It's like we're in the same room, like the lag is that low before we decide to record that it's like we're basically in the same room. And I grew up when the internet was like, it screamed at you before it started. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like you couldn't, it screamed at the same volume. I remember like (laughs) later on, you could turn it down. So I don't know if like initially it was actually the sound the modem made while connecting and later on they just, for some reason, kept that noise. People are used to it. It's comforting. It's how you know the internet's working. (laughs) Well, when I'm trying to play Neopets at three o'clock in the morning, so I have <laughs> I don't need my mom so, hearing arr, arr, like in the I would like have a fan by the door. 
<laughs> this is like a lot that I went through to play Neopets. Because, like, you know, you have one phone line. And if you're on the internet, the phone can't work. Right. And there's no cell phones. So, like, if I wanted a long, un- uninterrupted stretch to play Neopets, I'd have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. The computer was in my room. It was weird because, like, companies tried to, like, they're like, yeah, get this thing and your kid will play on it. Like, oh, when when online games became a thing, I think mm. that's when the world's like, we got to figure something out because my kid's been playing fucking Neopets for 18 hours straight. <laughs> That, that was me. <laughs> Brenda single-handedly. <laughs> Gotta get this kid off the internet. <laughs> Surprise, now you can't get me off the internet. I'm on it all day. <laughs> well, let's jump into some nerd news. <laughs> nerd news. <laughs> One day we're gonna soundbite that, everybody. Probably not yeah. today. <laughs> it's also just fun to do it, you know? It adds some adventure. Uh, so last week was technically San Diego Comic-Con. Kind of. Sort of. (laughs) A little bit. It was a major letdown, because I remember initially we were, when they first announced it, we were talking like, oh, we're going to watch, like, stream all day, and like, um, and then it started on a day I was busy, and I didn't hear any announcements, and then I didn't hear any announcements, and then I didn't hear any announcements. Yeah. That's kind of how it went. (laughs) I watched some of the, so the big, the big one, and- from what I can gather, even from looking at the news, like the New Mutants panel was like pretty a pretty big deal. It was the only one that was like a full panel of like a cast of a thing. Um, even though San Diego Comic Con's a comic convention, like it's known for its big media panels, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that was the big one. Yeah, uh, which is wild because it's New Mutants. <laughs> it's, it's a movie that's been trying to come out for. Is it four? Is it four years since it was supposed to actually come out? I think so. Four or five. I, it's been just forever. So, and they're like, "This is gonna come out for sure, for real, this time in August." And you're like, "Yeah, bro." In a pandemic, you want to release this movie you've been working on for too long in a pandemic, and it's meant to, it's meant to be the first movie that like connects Disney, Marvel, and um, like Sony, Fo- not Sony Fox. Um, yeah since the acquisition which, which is wild because it's so like it's totally a horror film right. like it's it's spooky it looks scary and i'm like i don't know how that fits in with the rest of the mcu because even like dr strange which i kind of had some horror elements like it marvel movies are pretty tame like yeah disney marvel movies are pretty tame so it'll be yeah it's it's interesting because like with that alone like i'm gonna buy it digitally i guess i don't like i'm not gonna go to a theater but i'll like find the digital way to watch it and watch it just because like i'm a i'm a marvel fan they got me i gotta know everything (laughs) i've seen inexplicably every x-men movie (laughs) um can't say i liked any of them except logan logan was good did like logan it was it may have all been worth it for logan because it couldn't have just started with logan no it you did have to have some like background like some kind of feeling for the characters a little bit um even if you didn't like the movies they were in you, you were like oh yeah well like uh, so-and-so was here and blah 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 mm-hmm. i got done watching that movie in the theater with my friend and we just like looked at each other and we were just like we have to go shopping now we have to feel something <laughs> <laughs> that movie is like dark it's it's dark in like a cinematic way it's not like I'm Logan and I'm the best at what yeah. I it's like 
it's just sad old man Logan who's so he's so tired. <laughs> he's tired. Everyone like oh man, Doctor sorry Professor X in that is just so sad. Oh boy, that's a I don't watch a lot of sad movies. Um, I try to just watch you know like I like the Dora Explore the Explorer movie a lot. Like that's the kind of film mm-hmm. I'm here to see now. I saw that in theaters. I wanted <laughs> like, I wanted to see that in it like. Sadly, because of how things work, like it, it didn't meet expectations for like commercial success, so people didn't talk about it. So I like forgot about it, and that's my bad. But I want to see that movie very bad. I, oh God, it's a, go rent it. It's not streaming anywhere, which mm-hmm. is a bummer because I have just been watching it. It is so much fun. Um, the girl they have playing Dora, it's like an old. She's like in oh high school. Mm-hmm. I think I think she's in high school. She's like very naive. There's like a high school musical esque dance number. Um, there's a, a fox. They don't explain why the fox. Oh god, it's just so good. <laughs> well, they put a lot of work into that movie to be to like be appropriate culturally. Like they, mm-hmm. it, I didn't realize like Dora. It's one of those things like Dora came out when I was a kid. I listened to um, an NPR podcast. I was talking about Dora the Explorer and like how big a deal it was for like people our age should be working on it because there hadn't been a kid show that was like Dora before. So it's, it's another one of those things where I'm like, Oh, I didn't, but they like the actress who played Dora. Um, and she had like her grandma teach her some of the language they speak in the movie, like that, that like native language that she, mm-hmm. and that actress is from that ancestry even. Um, so which is awesome. They, yeah, it's they did a lot of work and I did not you, they did like way more work than you would think for a door movie. They're like it's a door movie. They're like, yeah, for you it's a door movie. For us this is like a cultural milestone. Yeah, it's oh, it's so good. Um I think this is going to actually be my segue. The subject is not Dora the Explorer, oh. but it is another movie that takes place in South America. Um, originally titled Kingdom of the Sun, released in 2000. We're talking about Emperor's New Groove. Oh my god. I didn't know that was the original title. Yes. Okay, so this is wild. I watched a documentary this week, guys, called The Sweatbox, um, which is about the creation of Emperor's New Groove. Oh, my slash God. Kingdom of the Sun. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Emperor's New Groove is the 40th Disney animated feature. It was released in December of 2000. It tells the story of Cusco, a spoiled emperor in Peru who wants to demolish a small town to build a water park. He's turned into a llama by his evil advisor, Yzma, and has to traverse the jungle with Pacha, who happens to live in the very village Cusco is trying to destroy. <laughs> I love that movie. I know, I love it. Stars David Spade, Eartha Kitt, John Goodman, and Patrick Warburton. And this was Patrick Warburton's first like theatrical film ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's a Lemony Snicket in the Lemony Snicket show, like he's the narrator, and I'm like <laughs> what? N- I'm like, no. <laughs> I can't. That's I kind of like always, uh, I didn't read a lot of uh, series of fortunate events, but I just would always like imagine like Lemony Snicket is just like, hello, dear reader. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, not, they try, not they try to have him do that, but it's like, it don't hit right, Patrick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a himbo angel in, uh, fuck, what's that show called with Crowley? Good oh, omens. Uh, Good Omens. Yeah. yeah. He's, he does? Yeah, he's, oh. he's fucking like Gabriel the Archangel, but he's a giant. He's just like a giant himbo. Oh my god. <laughs> I might have to watch it just for that. <laughs> anyway, Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yeah, my, seg- my segue was just because where Dora the Explorer is a very authentic depiction of South American, like 
Emperor's New Groove doesn't do that. No. Um, it's I still like it, but there's legitimate criticisms against it. The setting is completely like incidental. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like a kind of a set dressing. Like yeah. this movie could take place pretty much anywhere. Like if you swapped out like llamas for sheep, it could be in like Idaho. Right. Like you know. Um, but it originally started as a movie called Kingdom of the Sun in 1994. Um. It was originally, yeah, had a completely different plot. So it started, like, right after Lion King. Um, One of the directors from Lion King jumped off of... Roger Allers jumped off of Lion King and immediately Mm -hmm. started working on this film. And it was kind of like a Prince and the Pauper type story Mm -hmm. um, about a spoiled prince named Manco who meets a... uh, a lookalike in Pacha who was much younger and also voiced by Owen Wilson. Um. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no! Listen, I, I... I Just like Skate Jam, I'm like, I'm upset I don't have that movie too. I also want that movie. <laughs> I know! <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so it's like a Prince and the Popper story where like, um, they look alike, so like they switch places and then Yzma is still around. She's kind of more like a witch um, mm. from... Like spiritual, you know, like I got really big um, Dr. Facilier vibes from Princess and the Frog. And I might touch on that a little more. I think they recycled some stuff from Yzma into that character because she she originally had a song in this version of the movie. And just seeing like the the storyboards from that and like the rough animation that was completed that has been released from that. It's um, pretty much like Mm -hmm. what's the song? Friends from the other side, I think. just like mm. it looks very similar to that. So I think that they recycled it. But yeah, she was like a witch character who um, wanted to destroy the sun because it gave her wrinkles. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's some so. fucking 1994 Disney shit right there. I know. I saw that and I was just like, yeah, I think I like the easement we got a little better <laughs> than that. Um, but she turns uh, Monko into a llama. And then he has to learn how to be a good person and humble. Um, it kind of goes from there. But it tested so badly in its first showing that um, the Oof. whole movie just got completely butchered over the course of, like, um, how many years? 1994, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Five-ish years. Um, so it's it's pretty much a wonder that we got a movie at all. Um, and it's also kind of incredible that it's in a really enjoyable film. It's like maybe one of my favorite comedy films. I watched it just last night and it's one of the shortest Disney films. It's like 70 minutes long, but like it doesn't stop. It just constantly moves, but you also Mm -hmm. in that time get good character moments. So when Cusco kind of goes through his whole arc, you feel like, yes, he has learned his lesson and he's a better person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very weird. Like I, it's one of those movies that like you watch it and you want more yeah um but you don't like like i can't say what i would add to it but it's like you want more from it but i guess it's also like it's one of those disney animated movies where the whole adventure is in a very short it's like not a long journey they have it's like a very contained thing they're in like this town city you know like it's yeah it's like like, there there's three settings there's the palace there's the jungle and then there's patch's house that's it yeah it's not like, um, like the, I guess if it started in 94, like the movie before, but he started working on it, like Lion King, where like, 
Simba's like exiled. He like traverses like the whole savanna and like in the jungle and that kind of thing. Like it's a very it feels small. Like it feels like this all happens in the same like five mile square radius. Yeah, like all of like the travel, like is just covered in like fast quick like there's like the one where they do the joke where like the map mm-hmm. they have the map that's like trailing them um that's where like more most of the traveling's in they cover a lot of ground but you just don't see it you just see these tiny character moments where like um Cusco and Pacha are like yelling at each other and like saving each other and like it, this movie takes a lot of time at the um the restaurant I think that's like the slowest part of the movie. <laughs> when they're at the restaurant, I forgot about the restaurant. They're at like a big boy. <laughs> yeah, they're at like Emperor's New Groove Big Boy, and yeah, it's like whole... something something meat hut. Yeah, and like Kronk is like an expert cook apparently, and the whole joke is like Cusco and Isma are both at the restaurant but don't know, and they keep like giving this order, and Kronk thinks it's like he just takes the order as it keeps coming. <laughs> Yeah, they're, like, going around, like, a revolving door in and mm-hmm. out just saying, like, what they want. And then, like, after that, they're at the table and they're, like, lifting up their menus and putting them down. And, like, it's just, like, all these very quick, like, they mm-hmm. just miss each other each time. The timing in this movie is great. Like, it's all this, like, really snappy kind of, like, Looney Tunes-esque humor. It's really, it's just fast. It's just a solid. Um, it, that does, that, I wonder if that's because the main character for a lot of it is an animal. If they're, like, we're going to have to lean into that like Looney Tunes humor to really get to it because they hadn't I don't think they had done a transformation movie like it's this one and Princess and the Frog are the only two I can think of Brother Bear is the other one this was the first one. Oh yeah um this one kind of gets a I, I gave it a little bit of a pass I can understand why people wouldn't but I get this one a pass because one it was the first one and two like Potch is still there like he's as mm-hmm. much of the main character as Cusco um mm-hmm. but it's not like Brother Bear, where like he turns into a bear and then he hangs out with bears, and you see like a human twice in the movie, or like Princess and the Frog, where like she's hanging out with like all of like the, um, like the alligator and the right. uh, firefly. Right. <laughs> I've seen that movie once. I just want to make it very clear. It's not a movie I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I have every Embers and Groove song playing at once in my head right now, and I'm fighting every urge to not sing them. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, speaking of the music, um, most so they got Sting on to work on the music for uh, Kingdom of the Sun. He did six original songs in total for Kingdom of the Sun. Wow. None of them are in the final movie. Insane. That is That's absolutely wild. Like, Sting Sting in 1994 everybody is not a cheap man to hire. No, this he's he's like at his peak. He's about to work on like another album like directly after he does these songs. Um he's big, he's a big guy. Um so three of the songs have been released like on the CD so they're like available to listen to. One of them is Isma's um song Snuff Out the Sun, which is a pretty good mm-hmm. villain bop. Um Eartha Kid does a great job at it. Uh, the other one is mm-hmm. like Walk the Llama Llama, which is unlistenable. <laughs> and then <laughs> that sounds unlistenable. <laughs> it's unlistenable. I hate it. And then the other one's like a love song. I tried to listen to it and it was just kind of boring. And I was just like, all right, boy. Because originally Kingdom of the Sun was a love story. Oh. Um, not between Pacha and Manco. <laughs> Coward, cowards. Absolute cowards. Cowards, Disney. That could have fixed the film faster. <laughs> Um, no, they each meet, like, Kus- or Manco has, like, a 
fiance that like so when him and Pacha switch places and then there's like a lava hurting girl that like, <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna work. Wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't Were you, are you about to say the llama herding girl fell in love with Emperor Llama? Is that what? Okay, is- this is what's unclear about this plot because it says that they both meet girls, and but if Cusco is a llama, then or not Cusco, Manco's a llama, mm-hmm. then um, how does he fall in love with the girl? <laughs> like, yeah, is it a girl llama? Does he say a llama? Like, hey, uh, Mister. Alice, uh, I'm gonna need the script to get on this one. <laughs> because, I'm gonna need to see this shit. Because if you're if you are trying to tell me right now in the year of 2020 that in 1984 they were like, yeah, the llama girl wants to fuck the llama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, she fell in love with him, but she didn't really. But she. She she knew it was like is this a Mulan situation where you're like oh no he's he's like oh cool you're a girl I'm straight like is it is that what you're trying to pull because if she fell in with the fucking llama we have a problem yeah then he like turns back into person and she's like phew he is actually a man <laughs> <laughs> I swear that there's some that's that has to be part of what got this movie can they're like hey so you have a kiss scene with the llama yeah but he turns into a man at the end no. <laughs> Hey, we still have a llama kiss scene in the final film. Pacha does give Cusco CPR. He does. You're right. (laughs) So Sting had, he did the song at the beginning of the movie in Emperor's New Groove, so Mm -hmm. Perfect World. Um, And Disney originally was like, we want you to sing this. And he was just like, oh, well, I'm too old to sing this. (laughs) Um, But the guy that got to sing it is like 10 years older than Sting. So it's the what's new pussycat guy. And I forgot his name and I did not write it down. So this is when it's Emperor's New Groove, or is it still Emper- the Kingdom of the Sun? This is Emperor's New Groove now. So all of the songs from uh, Kingdom of the Sun got canned. And so Sting is just like, um, he's like, well, I'm working on my album, but I guess, okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm in it now, Scoob. And so he wrote Perfect World, which is the song that plays at the beginning mm-hmm. and the end of the movie. And then um, he did My Funny Friend and Me, which is a movie that plays during the credits and is also like just like a uh, thematic through line for the soundtrack mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And those are the only two songs that actually, out of like the six original ones, and then he did two more, they I, had Sting write a lot of music. I cannot imagine the fucking bill they got from Sting's like agent to string him along like that. Like, we need you to make six songs for this movie. And then called him five years later, like, hey, remember that movie? He's like, yeah. Hey, I never got a ticket for the premiere or whatever happened with that. <laughs> Did it oh. come out? Oh, no, we didn't make it yet. We're, we're working on it again. We want two more songs. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> two, two. What about the other ones? Oh, they're gone. They're canned. <laughs> we Forget them. about those ones. We threw them. Oh, I liked those ones. Yeah, I can't, like, going to any, going to an artist and being like, hey, we want you to draw, like, four covers for a comic. And you're like, okay, and then. You know, some time goes by, you're like, oh, hey, did that book come out yet? Or I was going to get a few for my mom to show the cover. Oh, we threw them away, but would you make four new covers? <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? Would I what? Four? Oh, p- pardon? <laughs> like, <laughs> that, I, can't, I can't imagine, like, how much, if I was staying, I would, like, charge you triple for the two new songs. You threw away six songs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely wild. So Sting's wife 
is a um, documentarian, and part of the deal when Sting signed on to Kingdom of the Sun was that she would be able to document this whole process. And this is collected in a 2002 documentary called The Sweatbox, which I watched, and it's really boring. (laughs) (laughs) That's upsetting. I was like, I can't wait to go watch this documentary. I I was pretty stoked to see it, because it starts out... When it's Kingdom of the Sun and she's like kind of like a very typical behind the scenes documentary where everyone's just like, I'm working on this thing. Mm-hmm. And like they had all these like very complex ideas like about like, oh, Yzma's um, like all of like the main characters are going to be like all these bright colors and Yzma's colors are like purple and teal. So when like something evil's happening, the color's going to shift oh. to like teal. So, you know, like something spooky, even though you don't know something spooky and like that sort of thing. And everyone's super gung ho and really excited and Sting's like writing music and and bopping and then like uh there's a point they show the film to the executives like the the very early real like the mm-hmm. storyboards of it they show like the whole thing to the executives and the executives hate it yeah and so then the whole documentary just kind of takes a tonal shift about like oh what are we gonna do like someone has to call sting and be like hey mm-hmm. um we're gonna need those others we're not gonna use those songs <laughs> <laughs> um uh sting goes to the Himalayas at one point. <laughs> and there's a lot of Sting just like sitting there just being like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. You know, because it's his wife. So like she's following him. Right. <laughs> so wherever he goes. And um, there you just see the process of this whole thing getting like cut apart. It's surprisingly boring for like what it's about. Yeah, um, this sounds because it, it sounds fascinating. Like it. Yeah. Not so everyone disney either makes stuff and tells us or doesn't make it and we never know like there's yeah (laughs) that's like so these like lost things for disney are very hard to learn more about because they really they have the air of like they're the best and so for Mm -hmm. things to like not work out are like things they don't talk about (laughs) yeah so like going back to that um this documentary is hasn't it's been officially released like at like a um like a what is what what do they show movies film at? festival um, film festival it was released as, like on a film festival won a couple awards um, Disney cut up the footage and kind of released it as like a behind the scenes music thing mm. on the DVD for the movie um, when Emperor's New Groove finally came out uh, but other than that you can't go on like Disney Plus and watch this you can't like go um, you can't buy it uh, I found it on YouTube. We're against piracy here, guys, but this is just not available to purchase anywhere. So it sounds like it's like not. Is it pirates? It's. It sounds like a, there's no way to show Sting's wife support by getting this thing. Like it's not like she's like I sell it yeah. for twenty bucks. Like she's she like made it, and then it sounds like, frankly, unsurprisingly, I'm sure they're both very busy people. She forgot about it forever. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I've moved on. I'm going to get her name because I didn't write it down. And that's like a very big disservice to her. Because mm. this movie was like part of her art. So mm. let me let me get her name because I don't want to be rude. Trudy Styler. That's a really cool name. Yeah, wow. Is, I, is Styler her name? Is it just, is Sting's last name Styler? Is his name Sting Styler? What is Sting's name? Is this her? Let me let me double check. Yeah, this is hers. Styler. Okay, Um, what is Sting's real name? Give me a second. <laughs> His Sting's name is Sting Styler. I listen. Oh my god, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Even if it's like it was originally her maiden name, if he if he married her, I'm like you take the name Styler, right? Like when you get married, you're Sting yeah. Styler. Oh, if I could be Austin Styler, wouldn't that be Brad? Brenda Styler. Oh. Yeah. Well, hey, I do it. 
Hey, Trudy. Wow. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Trudy. Trudy. Hey. <laughs> Can I have your last name? I just want it. <laughs> All right. Um, so Sting was born as uh, Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Sting, legally change your name to Sting Styler. He's like, that's so fucking rad. <laughs> what the fuck is Sting doing with like four first names? Oh, my God. Yeah. Four names. That's Boy. that's too many names. That's so many. <laughs> that's so many for a British guy. <laughs> They're usually like what what happened to just James? James. James Smith. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Sting Smith. Um, yeah, I see why he goes by Sting. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but yeah, so it just it makes sense that like this thing's unavailable. But I think again the feeding into the like Disney's ant on the distribute, like, hey, we had this movie and it completely fell apart for five years and we put it back together and we didn't put it back together the same way at all yeah you just you really get to see the defeat of everyone who was working on it because um roger allers left the project Mm -hmm. when they started making changes he was like absolutely not Mm -hmm. i don't want to be a comedy he had this like big vision for like this big sweeping uh similar in the vade of the lion king just like a big epic love story Mm -hmm. musical kind of thing so similar to like a lot of the disney renaissance stuff um and when they were kind of changing it to a comedy he just was absolutely not in it so he left and also um they did highlight in the documentary about the lead animator for yzma um he left because you know she her character had changed so much Mm -hmm. she just wasn't into it so he was gone um and all of the changes are just so that movie just got completely cut apart and it's almost unrecognizable. Like, really the only thing that stayed the same was that uh, David Spade got to stay and um, well, got, Eartha Kitt got to stay. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Kronk wasn't in Kingdom of the Sun. Oh. Which is unimaginable to me because Kronk is a treasure of a character. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, a character like Kronk could exist in some kind of epic sweeping thing. Like, I, for Lion King, you have uh, Timon and Pumbaa, right? Like, they... Mm-hmm. They are clearly, again, it's hard to know because Disney doesn't share a lot of these things. Like, clearly they were put in the movie to be like, we need something to cut, like, this very dramatic movie. We'll have these yeah. two comedy characters that are clearly from a different movie. <laughs> yeah, a completely different movie. Um, there was kind of a character like that in Kingdom of the Sun. He was, like, this little stone idol. Um, he's actually featured very briefly in the fi- in Emperor's New Groove as the candle holder at the dinner. Oh. Um, yeah, so like the dinner when Yzma poisons Cusco, uh, it starts with like a close up of like Kronk lighting the candles, mm-hmm. and that candle holder, that character there, is used to be a character in the movie. I forget his name, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> but they had like that kind of comic relief character, mm-hmm. um, and then he got the axe and was replaced with Kronk. Might be better. I think it's better. <laughs> I just Kronk is just a good. He's a wholesome boy. He's not really evil. <laughs> He's really, like, such a blueprint character. I mean, we said, we talked about Himbo's earlier. I can't remember if we were recording it. Um, <laughs> but he's such a blueprint for that archetype that I feel like people are coming back around to. Um, yeah. Like, um, Hercules is another example. Mm-hmm. I think Kronk's a little more peak Himbo. Um, I described Kronk in my notes as peak Himbo and um, internet darling. <laughs> he, really, he really is. I mean, I... I can't think of how many things like reference Kronk and reference that, that like his specifically his sneaking scene 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just like two, two or three weeks ago, two or three episodes ago for um, the Adventure Zone, they reference like they're like, yeah, like the sneaking scene from Emperor's New Groove of Kronk. It's exactly that. This <laughs> <laughs> is absolutely iconic. I've like loaded up that movie when it's streaming, or I uh, throw the DVD in if I can't find it streaming, just to watch that scene. Yeah. That whole movie is just super solid, and it's really short, as I said before. <laughs> um, rolling back around to Sting, originally, so after this whole movie's been cut apart and like butchered, and it's Emperor's New Groove now. It's here. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the movie's going to be. Um, it had a different ending initially, so the end of the movie now, spoilers for Emperor's New Groove, which turns 20 this year. <laughs> hey, if you haven't, I'm sorry if you haven't seen Emperor's New Groove, but it's not my fault you're 15 in 2020. <laughs> it's like, just shut off this podcast. <laughs> But Go watch it because you know it's what? short. short yeah. The, the episode title is Emperor's New Groove, most likely. So this is on you. This is absolutely a movie you need to see. But anyway, so the movie um, ends with Cusco turns back into a human, realizes that like um, he can't build his water park on top of Pach's house. And he ends up building a just a little humble hut on the hill next to Pacha's. And then he kind of has like a found family excuse doesn't have any family that takes care of him so like pacha kind of adopts him right. so like the movie ends with uh pacha and chicha and their kids and Cusco and their family now and it's super wholesome and great right. the original ending to this film was Cusco turns back into a human um pacha um is like please don't build your water park on top of my house um how about you raise a rainforest and build it there <laughs> made it to one meeting so it was like hey we cannot be like we burned down a rain here's what happened with that sting um noted conservationist uh sting writes a letter and in the sweat box you see him writing the letter he reads it out loud to his wife with the camera and he's like um he writes it down and he's just like hey this is fucked up like you can't destroy this rainforest. If you destroy this rainforest, I will walk. Wow. And then he mails it to Disney across the pond. And Mickey Mouse is like, oh, we can't, we can't burn down the rainforest. Oh, 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 oops. And then it shows like the executives with the letter and they're just like, oh, yeah, he's right. We fucked that one up big time, guys. Let's change that. So that, oh um, my. Thank, thank God. I can't, like, so this movie already has a lot of very fair critiques on like, Yes. The cultural ambiguity it uses. Um, and a lot of yeah. white people voice a lot of brown people. Like, All white people. <laughs> Except for Yzma. And so like, that has a lot of critiques that are all fair and good. I love this movie. Yes. You, I totally agree. If they had gone like, and then we burnt this people burned down a rainforest, I'm like, oh, guys, please. You gotta, you gotta yeah. get one thing right. <laughs> Then I would, yeah, I would just be like, okay, well, first half of the movie was great. That ending is kind of unforgivable, so I, I wouldn't be able to like get up on like a, a hill and say like, I do like this movie. I would have to be like, yeah, I get it. That was bad. You know, and then we were like, well, at least we got Kronk's new groove, so we can just watch that one. I was gonna watch that one. I remember being disappointed by it. It's yeah, it's very okay because you're, you're like, yeah, ooh, more Kronk, but it's the whole. It did that thing that Disney was into doing, like Lion King one and a half, where it's like the original story from someone else's pers- perspective. But 
Yeah. It doesn't add anything new. They could have just as well made like 10 Kronk shorts and I could have gotten what I wanted. That's like all I really wanted was like more funny moments with Kronk, please. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone wanted it. And we're going to circle back to Kronk's new group in just a little bit. But before we do that, there's a couple other things I want to get in. Just so chronologically we're in an order because those kind of t- those take place a like decent while after this movie's released mm. so first we're gonna talk about jeffrey katzenberg very quickly so jeffrey katzenberg um who was the founder of dreamworks got outed from disney in 1994 it was a pretty nasty breakup um so he's left he's pissed um he's kind of awful just to just to say but anyway he's absolutely pissed mm-hmm. so his um his goal for his new production studio is to just like fuck with disney um, and he was still kind of present in the early stages of Kingdom of the Sun. So he saw like some of that very early development where they were like going down to Peru and um, doing research and like architecture and textiles and like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was present when that was going down. So um, a couple years later, 2000, March 2000, Rodel Dorado comes out. And um, so you have two movies that are in South America coming out in the same year mm-hmm. and it was like this this battle between dreamworks and disney mm-hmm. to get their south american movie out first and um rodel dorado did come out first mm-hmm. um but made significantly less money and bombed at the box office that, which again is just so oh my god really come on guys what were we doing i saw that movie in the I, theater. what were you doing i saw it in theaters too that was the first movie i saw like at 10 o'clock at night Ooh. Ooh, spicy. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's like there was like a daddy-daughter dance, and me and my dad went, and then we were like, hey, this is kind of bad, and neither of us are into this, so um, let's go see Rodel Dorado. And Rodel Dorado is a movie that has a lot of legitimate um, critiques against it. Yes, Um, it does, but it's another one I'm like, I like it, I'm sorry. I know, (laughs) I know, I'm like, oh, this is, uh." um, But it's gorgeous, It it does have some good music, um, it's beautiful film. It James Baxter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. James um, Baxter's oh, just no, a god, I... everybody. So <laughs> James Baxter. <laughs> yeah, um, the gold effects in that movie are like very striking. The colors are really good. Um, the song is the music's are good. The music's <laughs> the music's are good. Um, but when you know, like, what the plot of Kingdom of the Sun was going to be, like, kind of compared to Road of El Dorado, there's a little more overlap than there is between New Groove and mm, El Dorado. Mm-hmm. And the animation in El Dorado is significantly higher quality oh, animation yeah. than Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. Emperor's New Groove's animation, I was, like, watching it, and it's it kind of is, like, one step above TV. It's not great. Mm-hmm. They, like, pretty much did the whole thing in a year, um, which, when we were talking about Space Jam... Um, that's astounding. Right. Um, yeah. And it kind of shows. I definitely think it shows. I know, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I think of like, because they made an Emperor's New Groove show, which I'm sure we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a sec. But, well, that's coming up. But it, <laughs> watching the show and watching the movie, it feels like the same style. And that's not to say that the show was movie quality animation. <laughs> yeah. There's some good animation on Cusco's facial expressions, especially in like the first chunk of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like before he's a llama, when he's a person, he has this shit shit-eating grin that is just like very good so mm-hmm. there's some good animation there isma has some good animation on her but like um one thing i noticed was that space like just like the space like backgrounds is just so weird in this movie mm-hmm. like when they're in the palace 
everything's kind of floating. You have no clue of, like, what the inside of this place looks like. Mm-hmm. The ceilings are too high to see. There's, like, characters are just up on, like, platforms. It looks staged like a play. Mm. Um, everything's just, like, really big. Uh, there's, like, a scene where, like, Pacha swings down on a vine. The vine is not attached to anything. Nope. I remember that scene. <laughs> I remember thinking yeah, I remember but- thinking that, like, last time I watched it, like, that... The vines aren't attached to anything. I don't think you see trees. I think it's just like a green background. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the, the end of the vines just like off. It would be like spatially above the cliff where they're hanging over. There's no tree. The trees aren't tall enough there to have this vine. Um, Spider Man does it all the time. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's like it's whatever. But just like I don't know why they did that. I don't know if that was like a budget thing. But space in that movie is. Very nebulous. I, that could have been a stylized just to kind of emphasize, like, cause Peru has, like, the big hills and the mountains. So maybe that's what they were going for. That's a lot of, I don't know. That's a lot of credit. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's a lot of credit. I think they just didn't have time. <laughs> they were just like, get this movie out. Go, go, go. We got to get out before Road of El Dorado. They did not. Nope. <laughs> but, but it did make more money than El Dorado I f- did. It's, I feel like that comes back to this thing we talk about a lot. So me and D- Brenda are, like, Huge nerds of a lot of things, but Disney dominated our childhood, and Disney still dominates media, even if you don't think it does. Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably something you like, and you'll be like, "I oh, like Nat Geo," and you're like, "Ha, oh, it's Disney, you idiot!" It's Disney now. <laughs> um, and so I think it's just that thing. Like, you slap Disney's on it, like Disney's Dandelion Adventure, and people are like, "I'll go see it." The Disney's the boy he talked to badgers. <laughs> It's a real movie, everybody. It came out in 1995. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to have to watch it, but hey, I just couldn't bring myself to watch it. Brenda, that movie has an 8.2 on IMDb. Are you kidding? No. Excuse me? <laughs> well, I have to watch the stupid Badger movie now. I tried to find out more about that movie after you sent that to me. Um, <laughs> there's there's no information about it. All the information about it is watch this movie. Like It's like clips of the movie. There's nothing about production or any it was a it was made straight to home it was made for tv it aired on nbc in 1997 1975 um they played it for like a month like and then that was it and it was gone forever until now (laughs) until disney it's on disney plus but people people like it the latest imdb rating i found was from like when disney plus dropped it so oh my god okay well i guess i'm gonna have to watch this badger movie um okay so i think we might be ready to talk about the sequels mm-hmm. um i think yeah i think that's where we are all right so emperor's new grief released in december of 2000 um it got pushed back a little bit so it kind of missed out on like some like mcdonald's deals and then it fell behind 102 dalmatians which was a live action movie but that was released around thanksgiving as disney's big movie for the year mm-hmm. Um, so Disney put a lot of marketing power into Dalmatians, and that was still going when Emperor's New Groove came out. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot of merchandise for Emperor's New Groove. There wasn't a lot of advertising, um, and it came out in like December. And it it did break even, mm-hmm. but considering like how long it took to make and like how many people worked on it, um, it didn't do nearly as well as a Disney movie should. And I think this was kind of like the beginning of the end. For Disney's animation, they'd have Lilo and Stitch mm-hmm. coming up, I think, the next year. But then that was like, then it's Treasure Planet, Home on the Range, Chicken Little, like it's just down, down, yeah. down, down, Atlantis. Oof. Which 
Treasure Planet's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I also like Atlantis. Some real ones got caught in that crossfire of Disney deciding they were done with making money off. Because that's like, that's like right when Disney Channel is like taking off. They're like, oh, we got something here. We can just make stuff here and get rid of this. Like, we don't need this movie idea for a second. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Emperor's New Groove also just kind of came out like right before Shrek. Mm. And Shrek kind of changed everything. Yeah. Um, so whereas like, Jeffrey Katzenberg couldn't get Road to El Dorado to compete with Emperor's New Groove. Um, Shrek kind of destroyed Disney animation for like a good five. <laughs> Shrek said, this is my swamp. Yeah, he was like, my swamp. And then like, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, this comedy movie that came out right before people got really into like, kind of like that sort of comedy. Like it was a little bit ahead of its time. Cause mm-hmm. like Shrek, you know, poked fun. It's got like a very kind of similar comedy to Emperor's New Groove. But, um, and then Ice Age also came out pretty soon after that, which was an incredibly successful film, which is wild to me, but okay. Yeah, I, Ice Age <laughs> is not a good movie, but my no. my siblings were like, f- my siblings burned a hole in the Ice Age DVD. That's how many times they watched it, so. <laughs> yeah, everyone liked it, and I don't get it. I don't but know. Okay. <laughs> I don't get that I was one. a Shrek kid, but. Yeah, I mean, Shrek 2 is an incredibly awesome movie, like maybe one of my favorite movies. i feel like ice age is like the the all the way at the end of the poll kind of comedy because that's when like people are like oh we don't have to have any kind of plot in this movie kids don't care and you're right like, yeah if you're like five like my siblings were like six and seven or something when i came out like yeah they don't they don't care it's just like funny and cute and that's people are like oh cool and then we can sell all these toys um yeah a minion <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> i I like I I enjoy Despicable Me one. I do. It's a good movie. Me too. Yes, I like it's fun. But when they realized they could market minions, oh, I It was over. I would delete this entire world just to get rid of minions. I hate min- hate <laughs> in my core. I wake up and I think a few things and one of them is I hate minions. They are the bane of my existence. Any t- Oh my god. The last <laughs> The last time I had cable, it was when, like, Despicable Me 800 was coming out. I don't fucking know. And every other commercial was like, Minions! And I was like, kill me. Someone please. <laughs> um, Last time I was at Disney World, it was, like, a really hot day, so we didn't go to a park. And we're at Downtown Disney at the AMC. Mm. And we had, like, we could pick two movies. And it was, like, at the point where, like, we need air conditioning now. Yeah. We'll go see a movie. So it was Grease and... um minions oof or or ant-man oh okay so you, did you see ant-man <laughs> no oh no so I was like, okay Ant- <laughs> i was like okay so it's me my mom and my brother and i was like okay uh, ant-man just started we can go see ant-man it's really good you haven't seen this one and my mom likes marvel movies so i was like okay yeah mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna see and then my mom was just kind of like looking at the marquee and then like looking down and then looking at the marquee <laughs> again and then she like looked looked over and then she was like you know i i'd kind of like to go see Minions? Oh no, mom! mom <laughs> so we went to see <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Moms love minions. They really do. It, um, I think someone told me once that it was just it's because they're kind of like toddler like. That makes sense. Yeah, so moms like minions. They love. Oh my god, I get so many memes and stuff. Like min moms lose their shit for min- minions memes. They can't. Yeah. They like laugh until they cry. This is their language. Like, we, we talk in Spongebob memes. <laughs> Moms talk in Minions memes. 
Oh, I, I hate minions so much, everybody. <laughs> I, I, uh, they're going on the Yale episode, probably. <laughs> so we're going to rewind to an uh, era that predated the minions, Thank so you don't God. have to worry about it. This is pre-minion. Um, P-M. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2005. Um, so yeah, Emperor's New Groove didn't do well in theaters, but it did absolutely bananas on DVD and VHS. Like this movie sold just a ton because you know kids liked it. Kids love this movie. Um, it had like that comedy. It felt kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, llamas, um, inexplicably, and I always thought Disney planned this movie to like kind of capitalize on like the 2000s llama obsession thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't because they started this movie in 1994 and it already featured llamas. Huh. So I don't know how they stumbled into that. But so they have a llama popularity thing happened. And so here's Cusco, a llama. People just bought this DVD like crazy. And then when the Disney Channel, like you said, this is like heyday for the Disney Channel, um, started airing it, it did bananas. Yeah. It just like through the roof ratings, like ratings increases of like 125%. Um, wow. Bananas. Just not what they were expecting from a movie that like barely managed to exist. Um, so Disney's like really into doing sequels at this point, and that's where we kind of roll into 2005's Kronk's new group because mm-hmm. Kronk was the the runaway character that people loved and still love to this very day. Um, so yeah, that one's like about. I was gonna watch it because I haven't seen it since it came out, but I didn't. Um, but anyway, it's about Kronk wanting to impress his dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are some low stakes there. Yzma's also kind of, like, half of, half a cat still. Right. Kind of, she's got, like, a cat. She's, like, a furry. She's got a tail. <laughs> and, like, her hair is kind of, like, the ears. Hey, that's getting dangerously close again, Disney. <laughs> You're this close. They're so close. My fingers are, like, very close together. You can't see it. But, um, yeah, so, like, that, that didn't do i don't know how it did sales wise i bet it did pretty good sales wise because everyone liked kronk i know i just bought it um, <laughs> i was just like this is a no-brainer this is a like sequel to a movie i enjoy very much so and it's about a character i like very mm-hmm. much so how can they fuck this up well <laughs> <laughs> so then after that in 2006 came um the emperor's new school so this is now six years after the first movie came out Usually with, like, these, sh- like, animated shows, they'll try to get it out immediately when the movie's out. So, like, um, a- Aladdin had, like, a mm-hmm. series, like, pretty soon after Aladdin came out. And uh, Little Mermaid had a series pretty soon after that. Timon and Pumbaa mm-hmm. was, was one. 101 Dalmatians came out after the live-action movie. Um, this is six years after the original. And um, it's hauntingly similar to the Hercules animated series. Oh, yeah, because he's just... It- so what's weird is in my head, this came out totally right after the movie. So you telling me it was it, six it, years, I'm like, absolutely. I think because people loved the movie so much, like I definitely owned it and Disney loved playing it on TV that mm-hmm. like it didn't, it felt like it never, like it felt like for six years, the movie was just coming out all the time because they were just like, hey, slow week, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. And it felt like it was successful because it was on all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't think like, oh, this movie made no money. Because they show it endlessly. Yeah, they're like, it's a, it's the third Friday, time for Emperor's New Groove. And you're like, yeah, Emperor's New Groove. That movie did so good. It was such a good movie. <laughs> it was great. I love this movie. I'll watch it endlessly forever. <laughs> Which I will. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Emperor's New School 
follows Cusco, um, who is 18 at this point, but like there's like a thing in the show where they're like, hey, Cusco, you need to actually graduate school. So, this is where the setting gets even more nebulous because it's like, okay, a school, all right. There's a, yeah, because it's like, doesn't he have to graduate to be emperor? Yeah, and it's like, wouldn't you have already made him do that? Like, if he needed this? Like, wouldn't he have already been in school? Can't you just homeschool him in the palace? Is this what Yzma <laughs> was supposed to be doing this whole time? Is that why Yzma was around? Did Yzma not... T- <laughs> did Cusco not... Hey, did Cusco not know how to what? fucking read? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Pacha, like, holds up, like, a sign, and Cusco's just, like, bold of you to assume I can read. <laughs> all right, Cusco, we need you to read these documents. First of all, what's a document? Second of all, <laughs> what is reading? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like his advisor, just like, oh god, we fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, because this this show is not like a prequel show. This is like stuff has already happened, right? If I remember right, yeah. So at at the end of yeah, this is a sequel. So at the end of Emperor's New Groove, Cusco learns a lesson and is a better person. But Emperor's New School starts out, and he's still like a selfish asshole. Yeah, he's like the worst asshole. He's, yeah, he's maybe even worse. Yeah, there's like a, and there's like a girl. There's the, they introduce the girl character, of course, and her name is Melina, and he just is kind of like just the worst misogynist. Like assumes like of course she loves him because he's the emperor kind of thing. Yeah, and he's always like, oh, hottie, not hottie, and it's just like, yeah, I hate this. Um, I didn't like this show very much, and I love the Hercules show. I think Hercules did the whole, like, oh, he's got to go to school thing mm-hmm. a little bit better. It felt more like a parody of itself. Um, and I don't know. I just really like Hercules, I guess. Well, the Hercules show did a lot of, like, yeah, like, parody, like, jokes on it. I mean, the Hercules movie did it, too. Like, he had air hercs and, like, they do that kind of thing, like, in the <laughs> show where it's, like, it's Greece, but what if Greece was, like, 1995 America but mm-hmm. but Greece and he's strong and that was kind of the show <laughs> that was it that was the show like there's an episode where Hercules has to like uh get a fast food job at like a uh hero stand mm-hmm. which he thinks is like being a hero but it's actually the food heroes yeah. so he has to learn how to be like a like a good employee and that's how he becomes I oh, got it's just really good it's... and I think <laughs> go, go ahead yeah, in person school is like I feel like, yeah, they were trying to capture that again. They're like, yeah, we'll put him in school and recess was doing good. Like kids like school, but it'll be like goofy. And it's just, but they're like, but he can't be nice because then he's not funny for some reason, question mark. Yeah. And it's just like, well, okay. And then the only gag I really like is that Yzma is the principal at the school, but she's like in a very bad disguise and her name's like Amsi, which is Yzma spelled backwards. (laughs) And that's pretty good. Because it's just so blatantly like a lazy thing, mm-hmm. but everyone just doesn't see that it's Yzma. I don't know. I think that's the only thing that um is really memorable. <laughs> I have, I like to remember parts of the theme song because they spell his name a bunch of times. Was it K-U-C-O-C-C-O? Cusco, Cusco. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It came back to me. I didn't watch any of it. I was going to... um gonna watch the first episode this morning and then i was like oh well i didn't watch any conan detective conan last night so uh gotta just, gotta, gotta put in those hours on detective conan i know if i'm ever gonna catch up then i'm in episode like 760 
Um, I didn't start at the beginning. I started at like episode 750. It's a, also, everybody, it's, <laughs> it's impossible to start at the beginning. You can't. Uh, my friend is trying, doing pretty good, but still um, is like an episode like a 425, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Detective Conan, everyone. People joke about One Piece. Detective Conan has actually been happening forever. Forever. Since the manga started in 1994. <laughs> and so. It's and, um, been going on for 800 years. And 800 years. Frankly, like, I'm someone who's watched a lot of Conan. I've watched, like, earlier episodes and more recent episodes. It, I can't stress how much it almost doesn't. It's not even the same show. I know. <laughs> it, it, it almost doesn't matter. It's so good, though. Like, I don't know why I'm so engaged. Like, I can watch an episode of One Piece and just be like, okay, well, that was One Piece. But this one, I'm like, you have to be engaged the whole time mm-hmm. or you lose it. Right. So I think that's kind of why I'm able to watch it. Because it's not just, like, action where, like, my ADHD is just like, all right, mm-hmm. stop paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And I've, um, going to that, going back to Emperor's New School, I've I've tried mm-hmm. to watch some of it recently because I have Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'm like, let's see what shows were good and bad. It's not a watchable show. <laughs> it's, Which is a bummer. Um, it's, It is very weird because it feels like a cash grab show. Like, I remember thinking that even growing up, like, when it was coming out, like, it felt like a cash grab show, but it didn't happen when the crash grab time was supposed to be like it was very late it was really late it felt and it was not only just like late to be based on emperor's new group but it was late for like disney animated shows based on their movies mm-hmm. in general previous disney animated thing like based on a movie was like legend of tarzan mm-hmm. um which i feel like was a good chunk earlier than that and emperor's new group would be the last kind of show like that based on a movie until 2017's tangled cartoon mm. so yeah, it was, and it was also like... Wait, sorry. Lilo and Stitch, I forgot about Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. That was on. Yeah. Um, Emperor's New School was like 2005, like we've talked about before on this podcast. Like, that's like... Because I remember airing on the ABC Saturday morning cartoons. Um, yeah. But that was... 2005 is that whole block. Like, that idea is in its twilight. Like, that's like sunsetting is like, Emperor's New School, maybe? Like... <laughs> tried this this last thing and then we were both in high school at that mm-hmm. point um i think we we're just just starting high school 2006 i think um yeah and then the show would go until 2008 and i don't think it did badly um the only reason it was canceled was because eartha kit passed away mm-hmm. um in 2008 and so the show was abruptly ended because they just they could not do it without her she was carrying that whole show on her shoulders yeah that is unfortunate i mean that's like i guess i can appreciate them honoring her in that way. Like, we can't... Like, we, we either do this with her, we do it without her, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the kind of respect a lot of people get from some shows, which I... This is not calling anyone out. Just, like, that that usually isn't something you get. They're like, well, we're here to make money, so... Yeah, and, like, a lot of time, like, something will already be, like, so far in production, mm-hmm. and they they can't. So it was, it was actually kind of rare that they just stopped yeah. it completely finished what they had recorded already and ended the show um yeah it ran until 2008 wild that's which isn't bad (laughs) yeah that's that's so interesting so yeah it couldn't be doing poorly um yeah yeah i definitely remember it like it was like that was still running and recess was on like their saturday morning um fillmore was probably still out in 2005 
Yeah, Kim Possible. Um, did Buzz Lightyear air on ABC? I think it aired on Disney, and they may have played reruns on ABC. Because, like, Cause I, I think... I watched it on UPN. I feel like Emperor's New School, like, aired on ABC, and you got reruns on Disney. Like, I feel like it premiered new episodes there. Like, it was, like, a Saturday morning cartoon um, kind of thing. But Yeah, I know the first episode premiered on, like, every single Disney channel. So, like, it was on ABC... Mm. It was on Toon Disney, and it was on, like, the Disney Channel. Like, they premiered that first wow. one. They really tried a big push for it. They were like, they were like, we've got something big, guys. It just didn't feel like that. Mm-mm. No. Animation um, wasn't very fluid. Cusco was insufferable. This show got, like, really critiqued for, like, how mean everyone was mm-hmm. in the show. Um, it was just kind of had, like, a mean spirit to it, which the original movie, like, Cusco's an asshole at the beginning, but, like, he comes around pretty fast because mm-hmm. there's no time to, for him to be an asshole forever because the movie's 70 minutes long. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is just like two seasons of 50 episodes of Cusco split into like two, I think they were two, was it a 30? I don't remember. But anyway, 50 episodes. Um, just like drawn out, Cusco's an asshole forever. Kronk was there. And I think the not in- biggest issue with that is... Like you said, the whole point of the movie is like he's not an asshole anymore. So like they could have had it could have been a great show. Like he goes to school and he's like, now he has to wrestle with right, like this idea of like he was a pretty terrible ruler for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and all of his classmates like lived under that and like, hey man, now you say like cause, you know, Pacha got to see him grow, but his whole kingdom didn't. Like they don't know he's not a jerk anymore. Yeah, so like he'd have to deal with the consequences of his actions. And then in the show, he also, he lives with Pacha. So he doesn't live like in the palace. Mm -hmm. So like to do kind of more of like, he's a fish out of water. He has no clue how to live outside of his luxury where everyone takes care of him. Like Like, that could have been interesting too. And even the idea of like, why does he live with Pacha? Why doesn't he live? Like like, there's so much to explore there that it could still be a funny show. Like, yeah, he can still be funny and not be an asshole. And he can even still be like a little bit of a jerk because I get like the idea he can't unlearn all of it. Like, maybe he's nice to Pacha, but he still doesn't get, like, no, you have to be, like, nice all the time. Kind of, like, that can be tiring when you're yeah. changing, when you're trying to have a big personality change. Like, you fall into old habits, like... He's not just going to be, like, completely good right off the mm-hmm. bat, so... There's, like, a lot they yeah. could have done, so it is... It's another one of those, like, well, this is what we got, and it's, uh... Mm, looks like they were trying to be, like, what if it was the movie all the time? And you're like, well, this is exhausting. <laughs> It's just very exhausting and not fun. If you want a good show in which the protagonist is in school, please watch Hercules. It's good. Is it? Is the Hercules cartoon on Disney it Plus? It is on Disney Plus. That was, the, that was like yes. one of the other ones I watched a few episodes of. I do like that one. My Disney Plus icon right now is like, because you have to pick what your icon is from predetermined um, images they have. They have the most unflattering picture of Hercules <laughs> That you can have as your icon. And of course it's my icon. <laughs> That's so weird because like the picture on the box art for the movie is like a great photo of him. Why don't they just, just get that and like throw an H... I don't know how you like throw an HD wash on something and like call it good. Yeah, I'll have to send you this picture of Hercules. Because he's like, he looks like he's like, bless you, bless you. And he's got this dumb smile. Oh, it's so <laughs> Hercules, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. My name's Hercules. <laughs> Doggy's man alive and my papa is Zeus. <laughs> oh no, Hades! <laughs> <laughs> he 
senpai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's Whoa. that's so bizarre. Yeah, so I I think Emperor's New Groove is a fun movie, but they sure do have all white people voicing brown people in air quote South America. <laughs> yeah, that's a super legitimate complaint about the movie. Um, it's still good if you can move past that. Yeah. Um, considering like how many rewrites and like how torn apart it was, it's a wonder that it is as good as it is because usually when a movie gets torn apart like that, what you get is just what a bunch of like sad people have come up with <laughs> to try to save their jobs. Um, I think you get something that's like really earnest and like super funny. Um, but maybe it would have been better if they had moved it to Nebraska. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. It is pretty, but it is very like superficial in its location. Um, it takes place in Peru to, to specify. Um, and Cusco is named after um, the Incan Am- empire capital Cusco with a C. Mm. Um, so um, his original name, Manco, uh, they had to change that because Manco is a Japanese slang, dirty slang word. Yeah, so. it sure is. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, in the sweat box, David Spade um, just comes out and says what it means. Comes out and says it. And it's like, oh, okay. So maybe this is why Disney hasn't released this. I find it funny that like David's, of course, it's David Spade's one. He's like, you know. <laughs> oh, God. I... Just all this talk of Emperor's New Groove, I've been wondering for a long time because we both, as we know, like Disney's in the midst of like making live action versions of their like Renaissance <clears throat> movies. Do you think they'll make an Emperor's New Groove? And how do they do you think they go like the Mulan route? Because Mulan's trying to do like a more traditional, like Chinese epic movie now to tell her story, like more of based mm-hmm. in like the history around this person that they use for Mulan, like. Because there is, like, very loose history on, like, a warrior that they have that was a woman that fought in some of these battles, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So do you think, do they do that for, do they give Emperor's New Groove the, like, that kind of touch-up? Because Aladdin did the same thing, where it was more of a, like, Bollywood flair. Um, yeah. More respectful. So they, do we get that for Emperor's New Groove, or is it too, do they stop? Do you even get to Emperor's New Groove? Like, I don't, I don't think I need a live-action Chicken Little. That sounds horrifying. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they could because I I don't want to think about what the llama would look like. <laughs> oh no, um, well, that that sounds bad. That's what I'm like. Do they? Uh, yeah. Is it um, is it something I, else completely, or does it still like? Because what like the biggest thing is Kronk, right? Like you want Patrick Warburton mm-hmm. to have the voice, but it cannot be Patrick. If they... <laughs> it has to be Patrick Warburton. Like I mean, he can just play. I know he's a little bit older now, but he can just play Kronk. Mm-hmm. Like. Just, like, make sure to dye his hair so it's not gray. Mm. I don't know if his hair is graying. I assume it is. He's, like, what, 15? When I saw him at New York City Comic Con last year, he looked the exact same. Really? Okay, so he could just be cropped. <laughs> just get, hit him some weights. And I just don't, I don't know if I would want it. Because, like, even though the cast is mostly white, they are just, like, very uh, iconic mm. voice actors and, like, very specific That's the, That's um, the hard part sounds. is, like, I feel like that movie's... So like like I love Mulan, but the sound of Mulan, what's iconic to me is like the music and the set pieces, and you can you can mm-hmm. like the music is just music, you know like yeah, I think with movies, so they they talk about like maybe doing an Atlantis. I think there's power with that mm-hmm. because 
I know Michael J. Fox was in that, but like I think anyone could play Milo. Yeah. Um, anyone could play pretty much anyone in that movie, and it it would still be okay. But like you couldn't have this isn't a Disney movie, but you couldn't have Shrek and have Shrek not be um Mike Myers. No, you just like, can't. <laughs> you can't. And it's like I don't think you can have Cusco. I mean, we have had a Cusco that wasn't David Spade because David Spade did not do the voice in <laughs> they, they did not, the show. They did not pay David Spade to do a serialized Disney show. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't afford that. But they did get John Goodman to come back for the second season to do Pacha. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just and I don't think anyone who's not Eartha Kitt can be Yzma. Mm-hmm. And I think Disney knew that too because they just immediately canceled the show when she passed right. away. Um I just don't know if I would want it. I don't want any Disney remakes because I'm tired. Um, but I think I want this one the least. <laughs> I think like, yeah, I think the ones I've actually wanted, I'm like Atlantis and Treasure Planet would be amazing. I think live action. Yeah. Like those, those two Treasure Planet runs into some issues. Like there are some things that you can do with animation that you can't do with live action that you would like lose the magic of. But I, I think Atlantis you could do. Yeah. I think it'd be amazing. I, I've seen. Yeah. I've seen a lot of like fan mock-ups of like what live action Atlantis could be like, and that would be that would be mine of like because those like Coos like Embers New Groove and Treasure Planet and Atlantis um are like again like tail end because after Atlantis and Treasure Planet you get like Chicken Little and a bunch of movies. Home on the range. Yeah, you get a bunch of movies that you're like, these could just not exist. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it I've talked about it before with you brenda i don't know if on the podcast but like disney by taking over just like dominating animation and animated movies for like 10 15 years like changed our lives but also changed animation to where like when disney started to not care about their animated movies again when they started making money in other venues and just made like bad not even okay like bad animated movies like i remember growing up through high school thinking like animated movies are bad and now like yeah. i look back i'm like oh no it's because disney made really shitty movies but since they were the dominating force like it just made me assume that there's like an awful period where like both disney was making bad animated movies and um dreamworks was making bad animated movies mm-hmm. so like those are the two only two people making really making animated movies at that point so like you got your chicken little you got your like your over the head oh, like oh my god just like <laughs> just like shark tail <laughs> just like unwatchably bad movies like movies that like even the trailer meant to show you like you should see this movie you're like that looked awful (laughs) yeah it's like what is meet the robinsons what is that (laughs) it's just like am i supposed to watch that (laughs) just awful 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 movies and now i feel like we're getting good animated movies again um finally some good fucking content finally but now we got to get people to be like wait okay so there's good animated movies again hear me out there are animated movies besides disney and the oscar for best movie goes to disney oh please oh god but then there was that one year where like how does train your dragon 2 won the won the oscar mm-hmm. for animated movie and i was just like but that one wasn't that it good. wasn't that good <laughs> Lego Movie was robbed. Oh god, Lego Movie. Guys, they made an animated movie of fucking Legos. It is so fucking good. Do you good. understand me? They they animated water with Lego blocks. Oh god, it's so good. And there's a scene where a pig explodes and it explodes into Lego sausages. Do you What the fuck? Do you fuck? have any fucking idea? Do you have do you have <laughs> any idea the implications of that? You absolute <laughs> child? You, you 
fool. How to train a You can't count three hands. How to train your dragon two. We all know when you make an animated trilogy, the middle one is the dump. Except for Shrek 2, which is the best one of the Shrek quadrilogy. Well, that's because isn't the two become the middle then? Because there's four. Huh. Or is three the middle? You get into weird things when there's like a even number. Three's the yeah, three's the bad three's one. Three's the bad one. But how, Kung Fu Panda 2 is also better than Kung Fu Panda I've never one. seen any Kung Fu Panda movie because I was still in that mindset of like, anime movies are bad. <laughs> um, one is a movie. Two is <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, two is an incredibly good movie. So if you watch any Kung Fu Panda, I haven't seen three, so I can't say about three. Uh, but um, Kung Fu Panda 2 is an incredible movie. Cars 2, though? Fuck Cars 2. Toy Story 2? We talked Oh, oh no, Toy Story 2 is the good one. I I think Toy Story 2 is okay. It has some funny jokes. There's, <laughs> my favorite joke in Toy Story 2 is the dude. Um, he's Because he's trying to sell Woody and like the rest of the barnyard gang to this toy museum in Japan, of course. And he hangs up yeah. the phone. He says, don't touch my mustache. Um, <laughs> which for people who haven't studied Japanese language, you say doitashimashite. <laughs> but... It was it was a joke that me and my friends had learning Japanese of don't touch my mustache because that's what it comes out like when you're learning, mm-hmm. and so the idea that like this like that this movie made that specific language joke <laughs> that is only a language joke among English learners who are learning Japanese is like wow you know what someone did their fucking homework <laughs> yeah someone was a weird. <laughs> Or just a legitimate Japanese person yeah, who does something say. like that. But it's like, like that one, like we were, I was watching with like a bunch of friends in like college and that joke happened and we had to pause the movie because we, it was all of us that like were in Japanese and we could not stop laughing. <laughs> uh, and I think Toy Story 2 is okay. I don't think it's bad, but I think 3 is amazing. Do you know that t- 3 is amazing? Four is terrifying. I haven't watched four. I haven't watched four because I'm like, it's not four. like they specifically said like this is to make Toy Story for a new generation. So I like, eh, it's up. I've have it on my Disney Plus queue. Haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's absolutely terrifying. Like if I was a child, it has two of my large big phobias in it: dolls, like creepy oh, dolls, I'm out. and ventriloquist I'm, dummies. I'm already so I'm gonna go fucking delete it from my queue. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> It's an okay movie. I mean, I kind of like that they, like, didn't just... Because in 3, they just wrote off, like, Bo Peep is fucking dead. Yeah. Like, And in this one, they're just like, no, actually, she's a badass mm-hmm. now. And it's like, well, she's made of glass. <laughs> she's a fucking lamp. Yeah, I feel like people forgot, like, she's not a toy. She's a lamp. <laughs> yeah, she's not even... Should she even come to life? At, she's a at lamp. At some point, that was forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> She just never went back on the lamp. She's just like, I'm a toy now. <laughs> but you're a lamp! You're a, someone should be understanding that you're you're not on the lamp thing, right? Yeah. Like one day they woke up and they're like, huh, the lamp is a part, <laughs> but it's glass. That isn't that up. She was supposed to be fastened to the rest of the <laughs> glass lamp, but she has come unattached <laughs> and is not on the lamp anymore. How puzzling. That's cute. Who, 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 the glue is... Who unattached her? Perhaps my items come to. Also, the idea to come to life at night and run around. You're telling me Andy never got up at 3 a.m. to pay me to play Neopets? (laughs) Yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning to play Neopets on his computer. And then he just like wakes up and like Buzz and Jesse are kissing. (laughs) 
And they're like, well, that's cursed. <laughs> they're like, hey, hey, I'm gonna go play Neopets. Okay, we're gonna keep making out. Cool. Don't tell mom I woke up at three in the play Neopets. <laughs> Just don't tell mom, and I won't tell anyone I saw you two <laughs> live toys kissing. Deal, guys? Okay. <laughs> I need Toy Story two and a half where they help Andy wake up at three and the play Neopets and he doesn't tell the world that toys come to life at night. <laughs> Good. <laughs> wow. So I think that has to be That's it. it. So we talked about- Oh wow, this one that went on for a while. That's okay. I think this was really good. Emperor's New Groove and also live toys making out. That's which is when yep. you put it like that, that's the whole plot of Toy Story, huh? <laughs> Huh, yeah. Your toys wake up and um, make out. <laughs> get get used to it. This is the content you guys show up every week for. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, I do. I read the IMDb trivia page on Emperor's New Groove, and I would like to just read verbatim some quote unquote trivia that was presented to me as trivia on the IMDb trivia page. Here's the first one. Although the Jaguars are similar to Bagheera from the Jungle Book. 1967. The jaguars in this movie have a darker black fur and are portrayed more realistically. First off, IMDb person who posted this, Bagheera is a panther. Yeah, what? I was like, what are you talking? I was like, there's a jaguar in Jungle Book. Did I see the wrong movie? No. Jaguars <laughs> and panthers are different types of cats. Jaguars live in South America. Panthers live in like India and yeah, Africa, yeah. I think, somewhere over there. Yeah. Thanks, IMDb. Bagheera's a panther. Cusco gets chased by jaguars. They're like clearly jaguars. They're, yeah, it's like, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. And here's my um, second piece of trivia from the IMDb trivia page. Cusco does not like being touched by others, indicating he has hapiphobia, the fear of being touched. So when he's like, no touchy, he has a phobia. So, good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I... I guess. <laughs> I don't. I feel. I f- no. I feel like he definitely like because he starts to let Pacha touch him. He kind of. I did. I was paying attention last night because I read this trivia and then I watched the movie. And when Pacha touches him, like the first time he freaks out, and the second time he kind of lets him do it, but he's a little bit like, mm-hmm. like he lets him do it because he's trying really hard. But he's still not jazzed about being touched. I've see I've seen more that Cusco is neurodivergent, and that's why he doesn't like to be touched. But he lets Pacha touch him because he like feels safe. Yeah, I think I just feel like poor Cusco. Like we don't know what happened to his parents. No, which is weird. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say that like it's weird because like the fact that he's a child emperor should be a very depressing thing. Like yeah, he turns eighteen in the movie. Um, and yeah, they just never go into it. Like they show like him as a baby and like a bunch of like servants like hand him a toy when he breaks mm-hmm. his toy. So like what happened to his parents? Um, what's going on? Like he's, I just feel like he's just never been loved. Right. Because you get the idea like he was, ra- he, I think he says he was raised by Yzma and the guards. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Like there's like a comment where like Yzma's like, I practically raised him. And it's like, oh, okay. That explains So I guess that you're supposed to infer like Yzma killed his parents to then like you know the trope of like the advisors like i'm in charge here and then he's he doesn't play ball she's like well you should listen to me and he's like no (laughs) yeah because there's like that scene where like cusco walks in and she's like sitting in the Mm -hmm. throne and like handling um matters with the Mm -hmm. people and he's just like no you can't do that and she's just like oh 
it's not a big deal. He's like, no. So I think, yeah, maybe she killed his parents. And she just thought that she could control yeah. him. And um, turns out she can't. She's like, well, gotta. So I'll have to make him a llama. Guess I'll have to kill him. <laughs> guess I'll have to be dead. Well, on that note. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the 14th, 13th. 13th episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Um, our music is provided by Freedom Trail Studios. You can find them on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at Nerd Mysteries. Um, we, after this recording, I had a poll up about who is the best kind of bender. Uh, it's Monday now, but the poll results came in and it seems people think metal bending is the coolest by like one vote. That's what I voted, so I'm that one vote that has tipped the scales. I was just like, well, that's a very practical thing, because you could build shit. Yeah. I could just build a house. I mean, they do. They like they so. have like metal builders. Anyway, that's last week. We talked about Avatar, but <laughs> that's on Twitter. We do polls, and I try and keep like nerd news updated throughout the week, because we record, and then it takes like a week for people to hear it sometimes, so mm-hmm. stuff happens. Maybe this week the poll will be, what animal would you let yzma turn you into the answer is definitely a, a um pigeon <laughs> <laughs> well brenda solved the poll i was thinking about like best himbos because we got Kronk yes and like see if Kronk can actually hold his championship title yes i mean it's gonna be like s- some serious competition you've got uh hercules mm-hmm. is a himbo um what's another himbo uh i'm told frozen man by you Yes, Frozen Man. His name is Kristoff. I just, when I have to type his name, I just put Frozen Man because I don't know how to spell Kristoff. It's fine. If you said Kristoff, you'd be like, I don't know who you're talking about. I've never seen Frozen. Yeah. I don't know if you would like it. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> um, so you can find us on Twitter at Nerd Mysteries for shenanigans like that. And you can find me, host Austin, on Twitter at Sailor Scout Austin. That's Sailor SCT Austin with an A. And you can find me, Brenda, at Twitter at. Batman and Sobbin, S-O-B-B-I-N. Our show is produced and edited by the lovely host, Brenda, that you just got done listening to. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that'll do it for us this week. Um, Until the next mystery. Bye.